Welcome to Legacy Fundraising Chat, where I talk about everything legacy-related to help you as a fundraiser generate more interest amongst your supporters in legacy giving. I'm your host, Sunita Gudu, founder of Persuasion and a legacy marketer, providing consultancy training, coaching and interim support to charities of all sizes. If you have been beating the legacy drum for any length of time, you'll know that you must never stop. Also, that you don't and shouldn't be the sole person in your charity talking about the importance of legacies for the longevity of your organisation. So in this episode, we are going to talk about how you can enlist the support from colleagues in your charity so they too can help you. Firstly, make a list of the different departments across your charity. At this stage, don't exclude anyone. If your charity has an organisational chart, I suggest using that. The reason we don't want to exclude anyone is because we simply don't want to make any assumptions. Even if you have attempted to engage a particular department or team and you haven't had the support that you hoped for, let's keep an open mind. Now you have the whole organisation on paper in front of you, let's dive into deciding who you want to enlist the help of why, and of course, the how. So going through each department or team, or if it's individuals. So firstly, who are the primary audiences for your colleagues and what are their objectives? Think about what their objectives are as a team or individual. What do they need to deliver? For example, if you're thinking about your frontline service delivery team, then their audiences are naturally going to be the beneficiaries of your charity. And you may have a very clear idea of what they need to do to deliver their objectives. If you don't, is there something that you need to learn here? For any relationship to hold any weight, it has to be reciprocal. So if you want them to understand what you're trying to achieve with your legacy plans, you'll need to know what their challenges are too. The more you know about their role, the difficulties they face in meeting their objectives, the more you'll be able to make sure whatever you ask of them isn't too much. Do you have any shared goals? You're working for the same charity, so you're on the same team. You will have some shared goals as you're all working towards one thing. Find out what those shared goals are. They may be the values that your charity has given themselves. Have they supported you with any fundraising or legacy promotion or activity in the past? If your colleagues have never helped promote legacies before, is it because they weren't asked? Yep, that same old phrase that if you don't ask, how can we expect to get? Or were they asked and they declined because maybe they were too busy with other projects? Or perhaps the ask was too much? Can you be sure they understood what was expected from them? And did they know how they could deliver your request, given all the knowledge and skills to do so as well? If you weren't the person that previously made the ask, get as much information as you can, but do approach any new ask with fresh eyes. In other words, don't let historical behaviour influence you into thinking it would be the same again. What do they know about legacy fundraising? This is incredibly important. Can you be sure that they know not only how important legacies are to your charity, 
but that people actually do choose to support charities in this way. And on a scale that no one not working in legacies could ever imagine. This is true whether your charity receives legacies or not. If your supporters haven't left you any legacies to date, you can be confident that they've left those gifts to other charities. But we won't dwell on that now. We can only influence the here and now. Thinking about how much information is circulated across your charity about legacies and how much your colleagues actually get a chance to read that information. What else is it that they need to know? Do they need a knowledge session on fundraising and legacies, especially how the two are linked? Having this thinking space may very well have highlighted gaps in your legacy plan. But that's okay. Better to know now so you can address these gaps. Which department or team or individuals will you approach to support you? Now, having worked through each department or team, you are now in a more informed position to decide who can help you spread the legacy message. Having done this exercise, it might seem obvious, or maybe you've had to devote lots of time working through the tasks I've set you. Either way, are you clear why you've chosen those particular colleagues? Maybe you've done so because through sharing legacy messages, you can both reach your goals. Now, what's your relationship like with your colleagues? Be honest with yourself. What is that relationship like? Is it just a high sneeter, how are you, as you're flying past in the corridor to your next meeting? Or is it one where you can have a chat for several minutes about work and perhaps any shared interests outside of work? I'm certainly not suggesting we need to be social creatures with our colleagues. This example is simply to illustrate the strength of your working relationship. And if it's more than a hi, Sunita, how are you? Is there some work that you need to do so you can open up the conversation about your legacy plans with ease? Be prepared for your colleagues to be suspicious if you're going from 0 to 60 in your communications. Look at it from their perspective. What would motivate you to support you? What are the challenges that they are having that is preventing them from supporting you? Remember, you worked through these earlier on in the episode, so you will be well equipped at this stage to answer these questions. Now that you're super clear on who you are going to approach and why, let's delve into the how. So the five ways that you can get in front of your colleagues. Number one, you could offer to do a morning or afternoon of shadowing your colleagues. Go to them. I know in my early days as a legacy fundraiser, when my activities weren't met with enthusiasm, I knew that when I took the time to go and see my colleagues, they really valued that. And in return, they were so much more willing to give me some of their time. Number two, invite them to your fundraising team meetings or attend theirs. This is a nice, easy one, as most teams are open to having someone from the charity present, which keeps their meetings more engaging too. Number three, host a legacy lunch and learn quarterly sessions. I really like this one, and I've seen many charities using the lunch slot to get to know their colleagues whilst giving them important messages about legacies. You can run these as drop-in sessions or ask people to sign up ahead so you have a clear idea about who's attending. 
You can even tailor the message to the attendees. Number four, run a quarterly quiz. Again, this always goes down well. Keep it light and less fact heavy. Also an opportunity to weave some interesting facts about legacy giving and anything specific you want them to know. I suggest that if you do this quarterly, that you change the content and theme so people that attended the previous quiz can attend again and they'll know that you're doing something different. Number five, set up a focus group asking for their feedback on your legacy plans. This is something I recommend charities do anyway, as you want the organisation's support. But if it isn't currently in your plan, I suggest you pop dates in the diary inviting specific people along. To keep order in the focus group, I would suggest a maximum number of seven to 10 participants. Whatever you decide to present on, keep it fun and engaging. Keep it text light with lots and lots of images and a video or two. And all of these ways of engaging your colleagues do follow up with either a thank you, action points, if these were agreed during the session, or an update giving feedback if you ran a focus group. So that, my listener, is all for this episode. As always, I'm giving you takeaways from this episode, which are always think from your colleagues' perspective. What are their goals and challenges? And is them supporting you meeting any of them? Get a good understanding of what your colleagues know and have been told about legacy fundraising. Is there some more information they need and what is it that you can provide them? And the five ways to engage your colleagues. Attend their team meeting or invite them to yours. Number two, run a regular quiz. Number three, shadow your colleagues or vice versa. Number four, host a legacy lunch and learn sessions. And finally, number five, set up focus groups to get feedback on your upcoming legacy plans. If you do need any support, do drop me an email at sunita at persuasion.org.uk or you can book a call with me via my contact page on the website. Thank you so much for listening to Legacy Fundraising Chat brought to you by Persuasion, a consultancy training and coaching organisation helping fundraisers just like you. Thank you also for everything that you do for your cause in the charity sector, making it an inspiring place to work. I'm your host, Sunita Gudu, championing your legacy fundraising efforts.